Welcome to Embrace the Spiritual Podcast. Join friends Michelle and Dawn as they share tips on how you too can open your heart, raise your vibration, and reclaim your sovereignty. Hear what they have experienced and overcome in their spiritual journeys while navigating this expansive spiritual multiverse. Discover how they transform their soul lessons from ordinary into extraordinary. Follow, subscribe, and share Embrace the Spiritual podcast on all streaming services, including YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for bonus content and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression, raw Reiki, or Akashic reading with Dawn, go to her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com. And to book an aura regression, raw Reiki, Akashic reading, or to do a home or pet clearing, visit Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. Welcome back to the start of February. Holy cow, where did January go? I have no idea. I think felt like we had two months in the span of a month, but it's just flown by. So we will start off February talking about those negative patterns and cycles. So whether we are in those negative patterns and cycles, you know, I think if we dig deep, we pretty much know what those things are. And it's always easier to see them in somebody else, of course. But we have to be careful what lane we're running in because we can only really do things that can better ourselves. I have found that when I have taken that ownership to get myself out of a negative cycle, it is going to naturally affect people. So we have to be careful with free will that we can never change somebody else. We can only change ourselves. But we all know when someone's in a bad mood, guess what? It's pretty easy for us to end up in a bad mood afterwards. So The opposite is true. When we can put ourselves in a better frame of mind and in a better mood, so to speak, other people are going to naturally pick up on that. So that's one of the things really when we're talking about negative patterns, people, cycles, it's not fun to be around. Let's face it. It's crappy feeling. And who wants to feel like that? Going into a crowd of people, starting your day off that way, whether you've seen something on social media, but putting yourself into that negative mindset and reaction to things, I think is a cycle that people have. Because we've said this before, our perception is our reality. And we can only control how we react to situations. And if something bothers you, We can choose to be negative about it and carry it around for our entire day, but it tends to be a behavior that becomes a pattern of how we respond to situations that we're frustrated with. And we can choose to take a step back. You've heard that saying, 24-hour rule. Well, if someone's really ticked you off, maybe you need to wait 24 hours before you respond. Maybe you need to write out what, you know, how that situation affected you so that you can actually look at it and understand maybe parts of that, like those triggers, I guess, that are affecting you. Well, we're going to talk about this episode of how to recognize those patterns, maybe some tips. We've got a couple tools that when we were discussing creating this episode, both Dawn and I have done this as a technique to like for ourselves to be able to break those patterns. And it's a really powerful tool. So we'll talk about that in a bit in this episode. So Dawn, what are maybe some of those negative cycles or things that you've experienced with maybe your clients or friends, family that you wanted to share? As my husband would say, you are the queen of saying no. 
I, even before I started this energy work, I would always be like, yeah, we should do this. And then my higher self would be like, do you really want to do this? Do you know what yourself you're getting yourself into? And I'd be like, you're right. What the frig was I thinking? Cause it's like, you want to be like, have that human experience. But then I realized to my core that I was not doing myself any benefit by going and doing things that I was not going to enjoy. And it can be with family, it can be with friends, it can just be social obligations. We do a show out of state and we usually get together. And I actually have one night I have uh, booked to have a fr- to meet a friend and we never get together with our group of friends on a Saturday and it was like yeah you have to come and I'm like no I don't <laughs> like I have a friend coming out of town from out of town into town and we've already planned dinner plans so that was an easy say no and it was just getting too complicated for the situation because there are it ended up being like 12 people to an explosion of 22 I've ever tried to make plans with 22 people literally you need to stay strong and be like, we're meeting at this time at this place. If you have a problem with it, not my problem. Because everybody wants to put their two cents in. And like I send love to everybody, but there's some like really intense, because artists can be either like sane or they're totally insane. And when they start drinking, they get really crazy. And I don't drink. So sometimes I'm just like, all right, like the circus has started. Like, let me go move into my corner and get away from this crazy person. Because the stuff that people say, I'm just like, wow, there should be a thing where you need to think before you speak because some stuff that I have heard is just like, I think I'm going to stay away from this person, especially like this last time we hung out, how people present when they're in front of other people. And then when they have drinks in them are two different things. And it is, it really shows energetically the beasts that come out because I realized, wow, this person has so much in them. And it also shows how much dislike people have in their hearts. And that really makes me sad on an energetic level because, you know, I love everyone. I want to give them a chance. But when I see that and the entities talking through them and what they're saying, it's like, I don't consent to that. Like, I would not say that to your face. So why do you think it's okay for you to say it to my face? And it's sad, but you know, I always just hold strong and I do have a good story. So I have a client, like, let's just say this political figure, she's always been like, I hope this person ends up in jail. A lot of negative talk. Well, this past Friday, she changed her tune. I was like, thank you, because I've always said, do you even know this person? Have you met them on the street? Sometimes we need to step back from the situation and the like group mentality and speak from our heart center of what is truly going on, because it is so easy to get caught up in that group mentality. And that's how people get hurt on a huge level. Think of all the riots, the abuse that has happened when people don't stand up for other people. When you come across somebody being bullied, beaten, or whatever, all it took would take is one person to say no, instead of just standing there and saying, you know what, this is not my thing. If we stood up for that person who is getting attacked, we would be living in a different world energetically because it just takes one energy to change it. I've seen it happen. And I hope people realize these negative cycles are energetic battles to its core. And we are trying to change the energy and you can change the energy, even if it's just taking a deep breath in when you feel like you're stuck in a situation you don't want to be in and sending yourself love because that was love that was not there before. Take time when you feel like you're in an uncomfortable situation and ask yourself questions. Do I have to be here? Do I need to stay? What's going on that's making me, that's triggering me? 
or what am I feeling in my gut that is making me feel this way? We have all these tools, use them. And it's okay to like excuse yourself. That is you taking care of you in the in that moment in time and space that you need to be taken care of. And you are your number one priority. Mic drop. You are your number one priority. If you didn't catch that, write it down. Yeah. Like when you were talking about that, I got this image of elephant stampeding. That's what happens when that group mentality, when, oh yeah, somebody has this negative thought and we jump on the bandwagon. That's what happens? It's like elephant stampeding. Do you want to be part of that? I don't. I don't want to do that. When So one of the things I wanted to discuss was some of those triggers. So sometimes, you know, it's easy to get wrapped up when somebody's negative, when we start listening and we're like, oh yeah, or, you know, we want to have their back and be angry with them. Like Don said, this isn't about having this ghoul brawl or something like that. Let's stop that. That's terrible. And if we're contributing to that in any way, like stop. And I don't want to say shame on you because that's judgment, but stop and assess the situation. And if you have to do the 24-hour rule, then do the 24-hour rule. It will become easier to think on the spot because sometimes I know we get in situations, oh, I wish I would have said this, that, and, and this other thing to that person. But we'll be able to have those words come a little bit easier. But a couple of things that I wrote down is, you know, when you're in a situation with other people that are negative, like Dawn said, from a free will perspective, really, we can send them love. But we never know what people are dealing with of their own triggers. So we want to recognize our triggers, but I just want to speak in a minute or at this time about other people's triggers. Because if you stop and look at what could be triggering it for that person and think, wow, I wonder what they've dealt with that has caused this thing to be that strong of a trigger for them. Some of them could be past life things. Maybe you need an Akashic record reading with Dawn or I. Maybe you're triggering something that isn't even relevant in this time and space, in this life that you're living. So it could be something that's totally a past life trigger. And that energy is still with you. So sometimes it's a matter of just identifying it and then it can be released. It could be energy attachments, entity attachments. You may not understand that, but it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And that's where even doing a raw Reiki or an aura hypnosis session with either one of us can help identify those things because what we have found are these negative energies and entities kind of do the talking for us or, you know, have those violent outbursts. And it might not be the person themselves. Like, you know, the person is good at their core, you know, it's not usually like that. So if it's something that is maybe triggering them, you go, wow, that's kind of out of character. It could be something that they don't even realize is within them. They can't control. This thing is doing the talking for them, the actions for them. And it's not about letting the person off the hook because we're all responsible for our own healing. Take note of that. We are responsible for our own healing. We're not here to do somebody else's work. Dawn and I are here from an energy healing perspective to facilitate that process for you, but you have to be accountable for the change within yourself. But I wanted to point out these things because sometimes they are things that aren't within our immediate awareness or control, and we need 
external assistance to be able to deal with them. So I know that before I've had, you know, my first aura session back a year and a half ago, I would find that some things would trigger me and I wouldn't know why. And I was just like, that kind of seems like that reaction was out of left field. And it wasn't until I had sessions and I've done a, up to that point, I did a ton of work on myself and healing trauma and these things, it doesn't matter what work you've done, these things can still attach. And, you know, you hear these examples of people that have organ transplants, and then all of a sudden they take on kind of different characteristics. Well, guess what? Energy is energy. And that organ did have the energy from that other person and would carry those aspects of that other soul's past lives, attachments, whatever can go into that person. So it's really important for you to keep up with healing energetically yourself, whether it's Dawn or I, or you find someone else, you know, if you're not quite ready for that, that's why the raw Reiki is a really great session. But just understand, and I've talked about this situation before, a trauma that, you know, Traumas are big and small, but a trauma is a trauma. And looking back, I can see that that person had attachments and, you know, doesn't excuse the behavior in one sense, like it's not letting you off the hook, but because we all choose our actions ultimately, but it's an awareness that went, oh, wow, that person needs some help, but I can't do anything about that. That person has to recognize they want the help. We need to focus inward, like Dawn said. We need to start with us first. And it's as easy as starting to look at our thoughts and responses to situations. Is it really how we feel? Because the herd mentality of jumping on a bandwagon of, oh, yeah, I didn't realize I was angry about that, but now I am. Well, really, are you? You're just, sometimes people just want to belong and they jump on the bandwagon because that's how they get to belong. But when somebody is negative, maybe it's as simple as asking that person, is there anything I can do to help you with your frustration on that? Because I love the saying, I think I've said this before, frustration equals unmet expectations. So that person has some expectation, right? They're wrong. It's not for us to judge, but they have some expectation of how a situation should be or how someone should have talked to them and they get frustrated when it doesn't happen. So maybe we can just in that loving way, what can I do to assist with how you feel about that situation? I think we don't ask that enough. We make assumptions, right? Or we're already formulating an answer in our head of how we're going to respond to this. Like, you know, you're coming at me with this kind of tone and behavior. So like you already got your comeback in your mind. Well, how's that really helping? That's just fueling it. So maybe just take that breath and go, what can I do to help? It's simple. My uh, guys are like, you have to mention this. So, and only spending 20 minutes on healing a day is not healing at all. I know somebody who that's all they do. I only have 20 minutes to focus on this. It is an all day process. It is a waking up in the morning and loving yourself and however you decide to, you know, whatever you need to work on, changing your, how you speak, feel like it's all day, 24 seven, even in your dream time. Cause I know I'm doing working on myself in dream time because I set those intentions. I know I need to heal, help me heal, go to, go to where, what I'm not seeing consciously, like stuff that is in deep in my subconscious that 
I've forgotten. So if you think that this is a easy one trick pony, it is not easy. And it is, we're doing this for the betterment of ourselves, for the betterment of humanity, because we want to see change. I do not want to see this herd mentality. And it's so easy. I see it on Facebook groups. I joined a group to get the lay of the land uh, where I'm going to be moving to. And the judgment is ridiculous. And I thought like New York State was bad. At least we joke around. These people are like hardcore. It's judgment, judgment, judgment. And I'm sorry, but a lot of it is religious based. And I thought we're supposed to be forgiving, but it's not forgiving when you're sitting there judging. And I think that Yeshua would be the first one to say, what are you doing? This is not what I taught. He was such a kind, loving, caring man to everyone because that's how we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be kind, caring, and loving to everybody without judgment in our hearts because we don't know the path that they walk. And part of healing is knowing that you have walked this path and you are trying to change that path that you are walking to be on your highest, most organic timeline. And that is hard to do. And it's baby steps. It is taking time for yourself daily. Sometimes it's taking time outs and realizing, you know what? I need to do this for myself. I need a break. If you have kids, if you have a spouse, because not everybody is going to be on this energetic high level. And I know my in my situation, I need to hold space for my husband. I need to hold space for my daughter. And it works because I get like the oddest thank yous at times. You know, I'll be like on my way to bed and my daughter will tell me, you know what, mom, I really love you. You're just the best mom. And it's like, oh, like what I do. She's like, you're just always there for me, even when I'm treating you badly. And I'm like, well, of course, I gave birth to you. So you're 50% me. I'm always going to be there for you. You know, I know it's not you. It's what you're dealing with. It's you getting caught up in this drama. And it's hard. It is hard to cut off the drama when you come home a lot of times. And she's only 19. And it is literally retraining yourself. You know, we learn it in school, how to be this way. Unfortunately, because of the group mentality, it is hard to break that programming. And that's all it is, is programming. But as an adult, we can see the programming and choose to change ourselves, even if it is one little step at a time by saying no to something or saying, you know what, I disagree with you because I have free will and I'm going to let it shine. It is just taking that time and that moment in space and taking that extra effort to do so. You're right. It's effort. That's what it boils. This is not magically going to happen to you or for you. It does take work. I love that she said that to you because you know that what you're doing is from a heart-based perspective. And when it gets recognized like that, it does feel pretty special. I love that. I had to share. It was an awesome moment. I had to share. It is. I love that. I think as parents, you know, you don't get recognized enough. I mean, yeah, day, but there's 364 other days that I'm here. I'm holding space for you. (laughs) I know. And, you know, it was so cute because my daughter had sent me an Instagram reel. I don't know when it was last week or something. And I just pulled it up so I could read it. It said, I would pick my mother to be my mother again in any and every lifetime. What a blessing. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so sweet. I love kids. It's so sweet, right? Because yeah, it's just so sweet, period. And I said to her, you know, I would obviously have chosen you as my daughter and would do so over and over again. Um, One thing that I saw 
someone talking about was, and it was about communication because let's face it, communication is the root of so many things good and and frustrating in the world. Let's take the example, two spouses away at work. Each of them have whatever kind of day they could have both had, like one had a crappy day, one had a really good day. You come home, you've come off an awesome day and your partner is being a negative Nelly and it it's like it just undoes your entire day. This one person had said that I came across online when she was talking about communication and she said, maybe we need to just ask the partner, are you just venting or do you need suggestions for assistance? And I thought, well, isn't that interesting? Because sometimes, you know, when the person's venting, we are thinking of these things, this would help, or you could do this. And, and sometimes the person just needs to vent and get out of their system. And that's okay, because if we can't have a safe space to like let those things out, but just be mindful that you're not dumping on the person. And so my point of bringing that up is maybe come up with your own little ground rules, so to speak, at the end of the day. Okay, we each have 10 minutes to debrief our day, the good, bad, and the ugly, and then it's done. Because what can happen is it just continues through the night. And then you had this awesome day, and then you go to bed and you have a crappy sleep because you've taken on the energy of whatever that other person. So allow yourselves, because we're not judging that you can't ever have negative thoughts or have a bad day. It's about what do you do with the energy so that you can release it. So I think if you put parameters on that, where yes, that was a frustrating conversation or situation. And so then you can take these tools into your day so that you can start getting rid of the energy sooner. So it's not a dump on the spouse when you get home, but allow yourself five minutes. Don't give yourself half an hour because if you're stewing on something for half an hour, that's way too long. You've actually bringing that energy deeper into your system. Maybe you need to go out to your car and like scream at the top of your lungs and get out of your system, swear, whatever helps. And then as soon as you leave the car, close the door, not that the energy stays in your car, but you want to be able to like as soon as I enter the building back to go to work, I've left it behind and just it's transmuted. Ask for your divine team to help with this. As Dawn said, she does this when she goes to bed at night. Start doing that. And if you don't know what to say, feel like you're making stuff up. It doesn't matter because they still hear you. They just need you to ask. They can't interfere free will, we need to ask for their assistance. So ask for their assistance during the day to help me release this or show me a sign of what I need to learn from that situation. Because sometimes you need to learn something. Sometimes it's just somebody being an jerk. And remember, those are never about us. What other people outwardly express is about them and a reflection of what's going on inside of them. It has zero to do with you, even though they might be trying to displace that energy onto you don't accept it go back to our shielding grounding and boundaries you need to be doing that twice a day minimum when you get up before you interact with people and maybe when you come home from work like kind of that sunrise sunset is what we like to uh, do it with and then some extra around the nighttime so imagine cutting those cords as well we've talked about this Get rid of those cords for all those conversations that you've had during the day that have been less than positive. You don't need that energy. 
You don't need to take it on if you have to shower when you get home to have that, you know, energetically release, but really allowing yourself to process that energy and emotion. But I like putting a time frame on it because like set the timer on your phone. As soon as that goes off, not that you're burying the feelings, you just say, okay, hire, maybe this is what you need to say. Hire self. Can you assist me with transmuting these negative energies and thoughts? That's all it takes. So if we can do that for ourselves during the day, And even when you get home, you know, if your spouse isn't listening to our episode and picking up this information themselves, you could just say, hey, I learned this really cool tool that I allow myself five minutes to be frustrated. If it's something that needs an action out of it, then maybe you take another five minutes to be solutions oriented. So maybe you had an issue happen, five minutes, do all your grumbling, ah, this person, like, Just get it out to your system and then go, okay, what am I going to do to make things different for the next time? Because if you don't figure out a way to deal with that situation in the future or how to handle it, it might show up up again, especially if it's a lesson. And as you're mentioning that, I could see like, you definitely do need to purge the negative energies that you are taking on because they will fester and they will be, and they will keep you lower. And you don't want to be in that lower energy because it's not your energy. A lot of people love to like, they're showing me um, like they like to throw mud and see where it sticks. Do not be the surface that the mud sticks to because it's not yours. We can interact with people. And if it is not yours to be, because it's not your problem or situation, just let it go. Because a lot of people love to bring other people down. They don't realize it. Uh, A lot of people don't realize it, that they love to bring other people down. And that's what they're doing because they've lived so long in that throwing the mud everywhere that they can't even see it. I think it is okay at times to call people out for that mud slinging. It is a-okay. We need to start changing the way we react to people instead of just biting our tongue and being like, you know, I'm going to accept this because this is how it is. It is okay to lovingly tell them, I'm sorry, but this is yours. I do not accept it. And if more people spoke out about it, we would definitely see a huge shift in the way that people interact with each other. It is time to step up, people. This is like 2024. It is the year of change. Are you going to keep you know, perpetuating these behaviors and these patterns over and over again? Or are you going to take the change that is happening and step into that new you for the new year? Or even like six months from now, if you're listening to this two years down the road, you're not late what time you're meant to listen to it, but listen and feel the knowledge that we're trying to give you because it is tools that we have used that we're using daily to help ourselves change, to help ourselves. And then we can come and speak to you guys so you can make the change that you may feel that you need to make. We're in this together. We are not alone. For sure. We are not alone. Our divine team is always with us, always ready to help. And I think all too often we forget about that. I know even sometimes you get going through the day and it's like, oh yeah, I got all these energy beings that I maybe physically don't see in the moment, but they're there to help. When a couple of things that I like to do uh, for those people looking for some tips is if I'm going into maybe a public space, maybe you're going to a restaurant or, you know, a concert or something. When I leave, before I leave my house, I imagine and I ask my divine team to put me in a protective bubble. And that other people's energies are not allowed into that space. And that bubble remains with me until I step back onto my property, which I have energetically uh, protected. 
And then that bubble pops and leaves any, you know, sticky energy behind. And then I can do my shielding when I get home. So when you go into a crowd, I mean, that's one thing we can do for ourselves is put that protective bubble when you're going to work. Maybe when you're driving to work or walking to work or biking to work, whatever the case might be, put yourself in that protective bubble when you leave the house and have it throughout the day. Another thing I like to do, because sometimes we have these people that come into our homes and like if we have a bunch of people we don't know what day they've had until they get to our house and they're ah yeah anybody that comes to my place I ask my divine team to place them in their own bubble so this isn't infringing boundaries because I'm just placing an external bubble around them so that their energy is contained within themselves so that when they come onto my property, into my house, they're contained in that bubble. All of their energy stays with them. And that bubble is released after they're off my property. So this can be for if you've got construction people coming into your house or you've got a plumber coming in or electrician. Do this for everybody that doesn't reside in your house so that their energy isn't left behind. Because what we have found in doing house clearing is there can be residual energy for anybody that is set foot. The builders, all the electrician, the construction workers, they all come with whatever energies and attachments they have. That energy can linger in your place. So go back to our sacred spaces episode and, you know, keeping your house clear. You keep yourself clear. We got to keep your house clear. And that's coming up for me because I know I'm overdue for doing my own house clearing. But that's another little tip that I like to do is put people within their own bubbles when they're coming into my, because it's my sacred space. So I don't want that energy to be left behind. So that's kind of what I do. And one of the other things that, you know, to Dawn's point about saying no, like we have to be sovereign for ourselves and not be okay with people dumping on us. So when I said earlier about, you know, maybe with your partner, okay, Is this a venting or do you need suggestions? But keep it to a very finite amount of time if you're truly going to vent. One thing that over this past, especially since starting Aura Sessions, because now I understand at a completely different level about keeping our energy sacred, and I've helped my husband with this, is to watch the content because we're all in the habit of looking at our phones in the morning, scrolling your feed, whatever, maybe like CNN news, whatever. But if you're looking at that content first thing in the morning, what energy are you attaching to yourself before you even start the day? So my husband would say, oh, do you know this is happening in the world and this potential? And, And I had to say, whoa, stop. I do not want to start my day with that kind of information. So I don't, I don't choose to look at it in the morning. So I don't actually want you sharing that with me in the morning. And it took a bit, but he did, he respected that boundary because it's a habit. That's one of those negative cycles that we get into is we start our day in this warrior mentality. Well, what is that doing to your organs in your body? Your adrenal glands are on high alert, your fight or flight. And I can tell you from experience of working tons of overtime in the corporate world, my adrenal glands were operating at 50% at one point. Like I had no fight or flight energy left in my adrenal glands. So it took quite a few years for that to heal because I needed a lot of healing on it. But you don't want that to happen because we choose 
what we look at and what we want to target for the day. So I know it's easy to get into these video loops of, you know, people that are deep diving. Just be gentle. Allow yourself a finite time. I think, you know, I can't say that enough. Put a restriction on how much of that content you are consuming in a day. And what, go back to collective timelines. What collective timeline are you actually feeding by looking at this information? You want to be aware, but that can be a negative cycle is to deep dive. Some people have their own roles around that and that's great. But as soon as you're having physical issues, that should be your red flag that something needs to change. Because by the time, honestly, it hits your physical It's been brewing for a while. And think of your physical as kind of like, I can't think of what the the saying is. It's putting you over the edge. By the time it hits your body, it's been manifesting for a bit. So that's your sign to go, ooh, okay, maybe I need to make some changes. So that's a big thing about recognizing negative cycles and negative energies or negative patterns is if it's hitting your body, especially in a specific location, stop and go, okay, what is going on? And look up, but really sift through the information and use your heart discernment when you're looking up spiritual meanings of a sore hip, a sore arm, a sore shoulder, whatever that might be. Sometimes it's just you did something, you know, and you end up with a bruise. I always joke that I need to keep a little log of when I (laughs) run into something because I end up with these random bruises. So some things might just be something happened, but energetically, there's usually some underlying reason of why that's happened. So be really aware of your body, put those bubbles around yourself and other people and don't allow other people to dump their crap on you. You're not anybody's dumping ground. Be sovereign, stand up and say no. Dawn is really good at this. I mean, she is so sovereign and doesn't take crap in that way. And I really admire her for that. And that's something that I've worked on because I've I've allowed it in the past. I've allowed that to happen. I've noticed how much I'm kind of got that fiery sovereignty about me that's just like, no, I don't like this. I, I don't agree with that. And, you know, it's just about I'm putting up my own boundaries. That's really what it is. Only we can put up our own boundaries. And to the point, so my team showed me last night, and I'm going to bring it up again. I did a Kashuk for somebody last night, and they said right now with what is going on in the world, it is a swinging pendulum. So imagine the pendulum is only going two to three inches. The pendulum is going to start swinging like six inches. So the extremes are going to be to the extreme. And what is news one day is going to change. Like in there, in the energetic realm, it is the next day. But what we see down here is going to be a different story. So they're saying it's going to be extreme to an extreme. And they're saying, don't count on it because what the news is today, it's going to change tomorrow. So do you want to be worrying about something that is going to change tomorrow? No, it's a waste of time. So just know that what you see now is not what's going to be, you know, in a couple of days and weeks, months, we're going through an extreme shifting of stuff and That's all I can say on it. And if you're having a hard time dealing with it, one of the things you can do is breathing. There is a technique called box breathing where you take an inhale and as you inhale, you you count four seconds. Then you hold it for four seconds. Then you exhale for four seconds. And before you take another breath, you hold it for four seconds. And you just like, so imagine a box going around you. And that's a wonderful way to deal with the 
energy that is shifting, if you feel like you're uncentered, and you know, just if you're in a situation. And if you're in a, in a crowd of people, nobody is going to know that you're doing it. They might think like you're thinking about something intensely, or if you're in a board meeting and you're just like, all right, I really don't like how this is going. <laughs> it's so easy. And then another one that is a little more obvious, but there are ways that you can do it without anybody knowing is tapping. There are things for anxiety or whatever you're dealing with. It's a wonderful thing. And if you can't remember how to tap, just tapping on the side of your hand to recircuit yourself because it's, we're electric currents and we have gotten into this way for whatever reason. And we're just trying to reconnect our energetic currents to organic timeline. And it's another wonderful tool in our toolbox that we can use if you're having a hard time dealing with things, if you just feel that you're stuck or not going anywhere and nature. If you can get out in nature and do these tools, it will help facilitate it a little bit faster or running water. Even if like, if you fill up a container and just play with the water, maybe put some marbles in, be a child, go to that childlike essence. Cause I know as adults that we do not play. I'm guilty of it. I'll be the first one to admit it. I do not play enough. I have a lot on my plate, a lot of days making things, keeping, you know, track of stuff. And I, I, I don't play enough. And my dragons are like, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and we need to get back to that childlike, happy be behavior, you know, of laughing and just enjoying life for the simple things and not getting into this complicated behavior that we have a tendency to go through, you know, with the news, with the relationships, with just, you know, all the craziness of the world. That's not our problem. Our problem is what we are looking at in front of us. And right now I'm looking at a computer and it's not really a problem because I'm enjoying my conversation with my co-host. So it is all about perspective and, you know, we do lots of laughing beforehand and afterwards. So learn to play more as an adult. You know, one of my favorite things to do is swing. Unfortunately, our new house, we have no tree to swing in. So I do go to the playground when I can. And I will just sit there and swing because it is a release for me to feel the air going through my hair and, you know, just the momentum of going back as far as you can and trying to get as high as you want. It just is a wonderful tool to do for myself. And it doesn't have to be that complicated. Going down a slide would be, you know, another tool as well. So find things that you enjoy doing that bring you back to your childlike self. I know I got the image of, you know, go jump on a trampoline, which brought me to jumping in general. I can't remember if we've talked about this in a past episode, but if you jump in place and allowing your feet, like get your feet off the ground so that they can land back on the ground is a great way to get yourself back in your body. Because usually when we're anxious or in these stressful situations, that's what's happening. We're in our head. There's all the energies in our head and we need to get back into our body. So, and you just need to do this a few times, like three to five times, I would say, is jump up and allow your feet flatly, like, you know, ideally in bare feet, you want to be able to do this. Do this at home before you go to work. Do it as soon as you get home from work. Do it during the day if you can, somewhere without anyone realizing what you're doing. Jumping up and allowing your feet and your heels to hit the ground like that. Look at your feet. Your entire body is mapped out on the bottom of your foot, right? So you are hitting essentially every organ and part of your body by doing this. So that's a really great thing to do as well. And I love that you brought up the breathing technique because I know that people that suffer with anxiety, right? That we're in our heads and 
and those thoughts are going around and around. Keep doing that breathing technique to flip the switch and get out of that cycle because you're concentrating. Like Don said, imagine the box. You're going along the bottom, you go up, hold it, come back down. So to the count of four, it's so simple. I love that you brought that up. And the tapping, if you haven't heard of this before, kind of the formalized practice, I guess, is EFT tapping. So it's called emotional freedom technique. And the formal technique, and I've had this done on me, and this actually helped to break those really hardwired patterns, because that's what it does is you're, you're tapping on specific acupuncture pressure meridian points on your body, and it helps rewire those thought processes. So if you can find someone in your area, if you search EFT tapping and see if there's somebody in your area that does this, because the formal technique, which I really love about this is you go through and kind of, they help you write down questions about, you know, maybe the pattern you're trying to break. And what you do through the tapping is you reframe whatever like trigger is going on and you reframe it to the positive and you're tapping that into your body, which means you're anchoring it into your body. And it's very powerful. And I remember when I was doing it, like I'd be crying, releasing. And as a side note, whenever you're crying, releasing energy, allow it to happen. Don't stop yourself from crying. And what I've learned too, is if you're with somebody else who's emotionally releasing like that, stop the urge of wanting to comfort them because it can actually stop their process. Because when it's very noble that we want to try to comfort them, but it can actually disrupt their own healing process. Because wherever you touch them on their body, you're touching some kind of meridian point and it can actually block the energy release that they're doing. So I want to make that side note because that's a really key thing. If somebody's, you know, releasing or, you know, crying and talking through a situation, just be there and listen. Just be present with them. But EFT is a great tool. There are a lot of videos. We could throw something up on our Embrace the Spiritual website around the tapping techniques. So kind of ones that we know about that are that we feel are good to follow because it's easy. Like there's certain spots that you tap on your head, blow your eyes, your chest and the side, like Dawn said, the side of your hand. It's something you can do really with nobody. You could sit in your cubicle or your office at work and do this and nobody really knows what you're doing. Oh, I got an itch in my head. Right, they don't know you're tapping, or oh, yeah, my eyes are kind of sore, tapping under your eyes. So you could kind of do it discreetly, but I think that's a really huge one for disrupting and rewiring ourselves from those negative cycles. So I love it. It's very powerful. I think I wouldn't have got through what I got through as quickly as I did without that technique. And it's something I used early on in my healing because it was just one of the things that I was aware of. This lady had, she was a, a shaman, but actually incorporated this technique into the work that they did. So I love it. Definitely look it up on our website. We'll throw up a couple of videos that you can look at. And I'm sure there's probably a video on that breathing technique too, if you, if you have a hard time visualizing from what we're saying. Um, I think Dawn has probably a spot that she can well throw up on our website as well. So I love that you brought those two up because I think those are really key things that you can do. There is a technique called body talk that if you do have a practitioner, 
I feel it's still kind of a benevolent, positive technique, but you do have to search out the right practitioner. As anything, any healing modality that you're using to help, make sure that the practitioner feels good because, you know, just like people can have book smarts and street smarts, there are people that can get certified that aren't necessarily positive and operating from their heart. And any work you do with them, you could actually be taking on more things than what you're actually working on. So if you can find a body talk practitioner, it's they really tune into your body to hear what your body is telling them that needs working on. And so they've got their own set of tools. So if you can find someone that's kind of a senior uh, body talk practitioner, that's what I would recommend because they've just taken that many more courses and have that many more tools under their belt. So it can be done remotely or in person. Both work. I've had the work done both remotely and in person and the effects the same. We work in the quantum world. It's energy and That's another great tool for kind of working through those deep-rooted things that we don't know how to deal with. You know, we don't learn these things magically to release ourselves. And that's why through this podcast, we want to share these ideas and these things that we've learned and that have been successful for us. So that is something like whether you're dealing with something or a partner or co-workers dealing something, even though we can't infringe and impose on them our ideas, we can say, hey, I've done this kind of work and it really worked. And so I just wanted to let you know that maybe it's something that would help you with what you're going through. By all means, you can offer it up free will, whether they go or not and want to do the work that's based on whatever they are working on in this lifetime. So Just wanted to add in that modality that it's a nice technique that can address a myriad of things. But I really like our technique as well, the aura hypnosis and the raw Reiki. So we're just giving you options. And depending on what you're dealing with, you may go to, you know, might do tapping and might do these other things. And you feel like it just still isn't getting what you need to get at. Our techniques are really, really powerful is what I'll say. Because in our opening episode, I said that I'd done so much work. So all of these things are things I've done. I've done the tapping. I've done the body talk, Reiki. Like I've done so many things. And it, and I just felt like I couldn't quite get to everything until I found the aura hypnosis. And then it was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know this other stuff existed and needed to be dealt with. And now it's cleared. And it's a constant clearing, as Dawn said. It's not a one and done. You know, we can fix a broken arm by putting a cast on it, but you still have to do rehab to get the strength back and get it healed properly so that you can keep going on. So I think that's really key is continue to work on yourself, keep bettering yourself and raise your vibration. Be at that level of, wow, like I see what you're doing. I want some of that. Be that beacon of light for other people. Love it. And another thing that you could do is Body Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. I've done it. If there's a deeper healing that needs to go on, it will clear out a lot of conscious things. It will not clear out subconscious things that need to be taken care of. I love my practitioner who did. Fortunately, she also did pendulum work. And I don't agree with pendulum work because I know it can be, you can have things in your office that mess with it. And I always felt like we were overstepping some boundaries when we were doing it. So, and I got to the point where I was like, no, I don't think we should do this because it just felt wrong to me energetically when I, once I started really healing and realizing, oh, this is how this works. So I don't think I would, I know I'm not, was not infringed upon. Go to people, always ask yourself, 
Are they doing it for the good of me or are they overstepping boundaries? Because we have a lot of choices. Even when we are dealing with, you know, other energies and entities, we as sovereign beings ourselves have a choice. Are we going to take away their free will and make choices for them that they don't want to? Because they do have choices if they have an organic soul. If they do not have an organic soul, there's no passing go collecting $200. You're going back to source no matter what. So, you know, that was a choice. Okay, you're not organic. I'm sorry. We have to send you back. But if you do have a chance of being an organic soul and you do want to continue on your organic path, you have a choice. And I'm, I'm going to offer it. it to you. But I realized that this practitioner was overstepping those boundaries and removing things. And then they would end up coming back because they were not cleared. You always energy message energy. And if you're sending these entities into a universe, they're going to attach to something else or come back to you because you are light and you have taken away their free will and they're going to use their free will and use it how they want to. So please be mindful when you're dealing with other people that it is a give and take situation. If you are moving energies and not moving in the proper way, those energies may come back to you. And that's my only disclaimer that I'm going to say. So it is another tool. Just be mindful of how it is used. I think it's a great starting point if you haven't done a lot of work on yourself. What a great way and easy thing to share with other people. So you're not infringing on and say, hey, I found this book that really helped me. Why don't you have a look? I looked up specifically. So this Dr. Bradley Nelson has a book called The Emotion Code and then The Body Code that Dawn mentioned. And so I looked up to see what The Emotion Code was about. And it's how to release your trapped emotions for abundant health, love and happiness. So I think it's a great way, like kind of they talk about getting rid of that emotional baggage, quote unquote. And again, if it doesn't resonate with you, then it's not meant for, for you to work with. So we always, we can't say that enough that we may be recommending it as something that we've come across that looks like a good tool. But if you don't connect with the information, then that's okay. We're not going to take offense to it because we know that each person is at a different stage and something that might resonate or not resonate today could resonate a month from now. And remember, as Don mentioned earlier, we are in a very powerful healing year. Things are going to go fast. So don't delay on incorporating any or all of what we've discussed today. So the body code is unlocking your body's ability to heal itself. So it's kind of that one-two punch, so to speak, of identifying and removing that baggage and then starting that unlocking your body's ability. So self-healing, that's what it's all about. We're not here to heal you. You are here to heal you. Heal yourself, get on your higher timeline, raise your vibration. That is what we are here to assist the collective in doing. Stay tuned for our next episode on Divine Masculine. We'll be joining our first special guest. We love her. She's a wonderful healer. Can't wait for you to meet her. Stay tuned for next week's episode. Follow, subscribe, and share Embrace the Spiritual Podcast on all streaming services, including YouTube. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Go to EmbraceTheSpiritual.com for 
bonus content, and a list of upcoming episodes. To book an aura regression, raw Reiki, or Akashic reading with Dawn, go to her website, alchemy-sacredsound.com. And to book an aura regression, raw Reiki, Akashic reading, or to do a home or pet clearing, visit Michelle on her website at energeticembrace.com. With infinite love and gratitude, thank you for joining us.